What's going on, all my podcasters? See Jizzle and the fucking Wizzle. I'm bringing you a third episode just because I feel like I hear this this bat that's coming through. And I know every time that I choose not to record or whatever, something always happens. And I've been waiting and waiting. But I've got a lot of different holes sealed up. So I hear something in the wall that's chirping, that's squeaking. And I know it's a bat. I know it's not a bird. A lot of people are like, how do you know it's not a bird? Because you just fucking know. There's a big difference when you hear a bat versus hearing a bird. It's just a big difference. It's huge. So if I have to... You know, he's, he's in here, I can hear him fluttering around somewhere. And so, he just, he just kind of, he's in here somewhere fluttering around because I just heard him knocking off some shit, like pieces of the drywall or something. And so, he's in here somewhere and if he's if he's in this apartment I'm telling you I'm not going to end up calling the landlord because he ain't going to do shit but it's going to be the second time that I've had to have animal control come out I don't really want to have to have that happen. I don't really want to have to call them and then wait and, you know. Last time it was pretty straightforward, but whenever they got here, they had this peanut jar or something that they, like, you know, when you get. $12 fucking thing of cashews, peanuts, and a big plastic fucking jug. And that's what they caught it in, was a big plastic jug. But they pretty much asked, the other guy was like, how do you want me to do this? Do you want me to just fucking scoop them in there? And the other guy was like, however you think you can get it. However you think you can do it. And that was, you know, scary. Even being in the same room with them. Because they have those big gloves and whatnot. 
That guy wasn't using the big gloves. But it doesn't really help. You know, you got the big gloves on in case they bite your hand or whatever. But if they fly towards your face, bite you in the face or fucking, you know, who knows what, then you're fucked. You gotta go and get tested for rabies and all that other shit. And I know there's a fucking bat somewhere in here. Because I haven't heard him within the past five minutes. I heard him kind of fluttering around, kind of trying to get around shit. And I think he's made his way in somewhere. It's really crazy because a lot of people nowadays, they don't have to worry about bats getting in their apartment or, you know. But when you pay $650 a month and you have a piece of shit brick apartment the chimney and everything the chances go up chances go up <clears throat> chances of me going in there and getting another beer getting some pizza rolls is very, very high that there's a fucking bat in there. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. He's somewhere in there. But, um, you know. I've, I've kind of had a bat problem here and there for the past two years I've been here. I've just never... <coughs> Damn. Just never really had a bat problem until now. I mean... Like I said, I've had one here and there. Oh man. I had to I had to cut that off because I had to sneeze a little bit more. The problem is it's cold outside. It's it's getting to where like I said. <coughs> Damn. They're trying to find somewhere. After it falls below 50 degrees. I don't know. I feel like. He's somewhere in there. But. If I don't have to fucking deal with his ass. I'm not really worried about it. As long as he makes his way. Out of my walls within tomorrow. Because. I have a feeling that he's gotten down in the walls and he can't 
find a way out because I've already sealed everything shut. So I have a feeling that he's going to try and spend most of the night trying to find a way in or he's going to try and just sit there and stay warm. He keeps squeaking here and there but I can't, you know, whenever I go in there, he doesn't make any noises. So, it's cold enough for bats to not be very, to, to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's cold enough for bats to be uncomfortable let's put it that way and when you're trapped somewhere because outside is colder than what it is in here I don't know I feel bad for bats in a sense I feel bad for them I really do but they're ugly fucking creatures they're ugly, they're nasty, they're fucking flying rodents, pretty much. They loathe around in their own shit, and they fucking spread diseases and shit, and they bite people, and they carry rabies and shit. And a lot of people are like, oh, bats are not very bad creatures. Well... When you gotta live with them, then yeah, they're bad creatures. I mean, carry a whole bunch of different diseases. They're they're pretty much like flying mice. If there's a fucking place where they can get along, and they can keep warm, and they can fit in a place that's as big around as your pinky. And 10 centimeters, that's pretty fucking, um, it's a nuisance. It becomes a nuisance. So, it's going to get down, hopefully, let me check the weather, let me see. I want it to drop so dramatically I wanted to get down to 20 degrees tonight and it's only going to get down to 38 let's see yeah it says 38 it's going to get up to it's going to start climbing to 46 to 50 tomorrow it's going to be warm all day and all night. It's going to be warm in the 50s. All day. And then. 11 o'clock tomorrow night. It's going to be. 34 degrees. With the wind chill. I'm going to end up. It's you know. And then the next day it's going to be in the 40s. And so. It's not really freezing. not really freezing 
So what's going to happen is if this bat does it make his way through, if he does, I don't know. Then I'm going to have to end up going animal control because there's just, it's, it's not going to get any colder within the next two days, probably. And there's no other way to get rid of them except shoot them. If you can see them, I don't know, a lot of times they're hiding on top of your cabinets, they're hiding in underneath the stove or whatever, I don't know. Trying to keep warm, trying to stay safe. And I know that's what they're really trying to do, but when they try and branch out and they try to get warmer, like, it's fine if they're in my kitchen because I have a bug screen up. And if they get past that bug screen, they're going to be flying around in my living room, they're going to be flying around in my bedroom. So, that's why I put my bug screen up in the kitchen, because I'm pretty sure that's where they're coming up, they're coming from. So I just went to Walmart, and I bought a fucking big-ass bug screen to tack in, and if they knock over the beer cans or the bottles, then I'm going to know that they're in here, they're trying to get out. But, for the most part, I haven't had to really use that for that purpose. I mean, it keeps, yeah, it has keep combats con the bats contained because, you know, I walked in one day and there was a bat that was just kind of hanging on there. But, if they wanted to make their way through there. Through the, through the little small cracks. They could. They spend enough time. They could. And it's warm enough. In my bedroom. In my living room. That oh yeah. So. The thing is. Is keeping the bat. Contained to the kitchen if it is in there I don't want it getting into my bedroom and if it does then we're going to have a problem so I'm going to go in there later on try and cook try and get some food to cook and if he's in there then we're going to have a problem so far I've been in there two or three times. I've heard him in the wall or whatever, but I haven't actually seen him. So, we'll see. We'll see. If he's flying around in there, we've got a fucking problem. If he's in the walls, in the ceiling, 
I don't give a fuck. Because I'm trying to freeze him out, really. I'm trying to turn off all the heat that I can. And so, if he's in the walls, it's 40 degrees outside, he's not going to fucking stick around. I'm not really scared of this little, I mean, you know, when you talk about a bat, I'm, 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 I'm scared to a certain extent that I don't want to go to sleep and have the motherfucker end up in the same bed as me, or, you know, end up maybe getting a chance of getting rabies or whatever. But other than that, I'm not really scared of going to sleep. So that's why I leave, um, I got certain wax burners or whatever that I leave on, that kind of leave a glow or whatever, so that way I can see if there's bats flying around. And a lot of people would say, oh no, I'm going to get the fuck out of there as soon as I can. It's not that easy. It really ain't. It really ain't. If I could have been out of here, I would have been out of here. You know what I'm saying? I'm paying six fifty a month. And I don't have to pay electricity, or gas, or water, or none of that shit. Electricity, I ain't got to pay for none of that. If I move out of here, I'm going to have to find somewhere that has all utilities included, and it's probably going to be like eight fifty a month, you know what I'm saying? So the landlord knows that he's got me by the balls, for now, for right now. The landlord knows that, you know... You ain't gonna find anywhere in town for six fifty a month with utilities included. He knows that. But what he doesn't also know is that I can get a van, I can live out of my van and not pay him the six fifty and put that in my pocket. So that's what it's coming down to. That's what it's coming down to, is do I put this money in somebody else's pocket, or do I put it in my pocket? Do you want to live out of a van and put six fifty a month or more in your pocket? Or do you want to pay somebody and live somewhere? You know, that's what it's coming down to. With me... I don't fucking, I don't live like, okay, I spend half my time at work, I'm going to put it that way, the other half the time that I'm not at work, I am spending doing laundry, cooking, getting a shower, and whatnot. 
and then the other half the time I'm sleepy. So if you get any day of the week, that's what it consists of. Work, coming home, doing laundry, doing some cleaning, doing some cooking. And I want to make it to where things are a lot more easier. And the only way to do that is to get ahead. And the only way to get ahead is to stop paying in rent. So, I talk about van life a lot because, you know, if you can live in a van and save six fifty a month, then why not? But, you also have to think, if you go on vacation somewhere, you don't need a room. You've already got your fucking room. You've got your, your whole life right there. If, you know, you can't find anywhere to park, and you run across a casino somewhere... You can go in there, play a little bit of the casinos, come out, and live in the parking garage. You can literally have your van parked in the parking garage, and nobody's going to come around and say anything. And if they do, then you just tell them that I took a little break, I was in there gambling a little bit, I've got this voucher to show it. I'm going to go back in there and gamble a little bit here in a couple hours. They're not going to really bother you. When it comes down to that kind of shit. Because they're no, they know that you're there to spend money, you know. So if you're sitting outside in your van, you may be taking an hour break, two hour break, whatever. And somebody comes out and tells you that you got to move your van. Or, you, you know, I would tell them to fuck off and that you're taking a break and that you're going to go back in there and spend some more money. That's how it works with casinos. So, there's some casinos that don't give a fuck. You can just go in there, park your van, sleep there all night. You don't even have to have a room there. You know what I'm saying? But even if you did, even if you had to, you know, in Vegas right now, it's like $59 a night. $89 $89 a night for a fucking room somewhere. So, if you chose to live in your van, or you chose to live in that room for the night, either way, you, you could sleep in the parking garage or you can sleep in that room. And then, a lot of times, you know, 
it's in the summertime or whatever. They got the pool or whatever. You can get access to the pool. That's pretty cool. Even if you got to pay $100 a night just to park there and sleep there, you got your whole house right there. And you can choose to use a sauna, you can choose to use the pool, whatever. That's that's pretty good. You don't have to use it. Like I said, you could just sleep in your van in the parking garage. You paid a hundred dollars a night though to be able to have that that room and the comfort and whatnot. I don't know. If you get a suite with a jacuzzi, you know. I might give the van up for a night for that. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, either way, even if you spent $100 a night... You don't have to spend a hundred dollars a night, but even if you did, to just be able to have a room for the night somewhere, you could you can live like a king for a night or two because you could you could get the room on one night. You could check in and then you could live out of the van for a whole nother night without anybody ever really expecting anything you know you spend you pay for one night to live like a king and then whenever you go and you get in your van and you check out the next day you just never leave you stay in the parking garage for a whole night. That's that's pretty possible. That's pretty possible. Especially when you get into those big hotels like Caesar's Palace and Luxor and all that shit. They can't keep track of all those fucking cars. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. But even, like, even if that wasn't the case, and you couldn't park there, and they said, fuck you, and blah, 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 we're going to tow your car, there's plenty of other places around there in Las Vegas that are BLM land. So you might have to drive... 10 miles, 20 miles, whatever. Who cares? But you're going to come across somewhere that's somewhere like Pilot's Knob. And Pilot's Knob is a really good place to camp at. I know there's a lot of people that you know, the winter time comes around and gets really full. But 
Pilot's Knob is a really good place to camp for free. And there's a lot of places out there that you can camp for free. So, living in a state, paying $650 a month in rent, and then paying taxes on top of that, is crazy. It's crazy. There's no way for me to get ahead. So, if I lived somewhere where I can pay a flat, a flat rate, <clears throat> and if there was somewhere where, okay, like, let's say, even if I lived out of a van, right, I'm going to save 650 a month every month. And that's not including the money that I would usually pay for groceries, you know, if I was paying 650 a month. So it would be I would be saving at least $6500 a year. That's, you know, bare minimum. Because, you know, well, no, yeah. You think 650 a year times 12, it's like $7,200 a year that I don't have to pay. It's going in my pocket. It's going in my pocket. It's going in my bank account, right? No rent. You don't have to pay any rent, right? Well, let's say you have to use some of that money for buying groceries, right? Now, groceries would have already been figured in to my account, but if you think, if you think $7,200 minus $3,000, and you can get a pretty good amount of groceries off $3,000 a year. Even nowadays, even if you make it 4000 a year, you still made, you know, $4,000 in profit. Three or $4,000 in profit. So, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy when it comes down to talking about rent because you can pay $7,500 for rent in one year at the minimum, at the minimum. That's not including utilities or gas or any of that shit. So $7,500 72 or 68 or whatever the fuck number you want to use is going into somebody else's pocket right so let's say 
you pay $7,200 a year. Okay, let's just say that. Let's just use that as an example. $7,200 a year. You're paying $14,500 in a couple years. Just to live somewhere. Just to live in an apartment. It's not yours. You're not going to own it. So... Went to the bathroom, came back, I had to cut the podcast, but looking back at it, thinking back at it, um, if you look at it and you spend even $6,000 a year just paying rent, even $6,000 a year, let's just say that. That's really cheap. I don't think I don't think there's anywhere out there right now where you can find that. But even if that was the case, that's twelve thousand dollars that you've put into somebody else's pocket and it's never gonna go you're never gonna see that money again. Never gonna see it again. I'm going to say it's every bit of probably $7,200 a year. If you can find somewhere that's decent, that, you know, they pay all the utilities and everything. Okay, so that's almost, you know, let's just say... $7,500 7500 a year. Not 17. 7500 times 2 is 14,000, $15,000 that you're never going to see again. So you just got to kind of think about that is when you rent out to people You got to think that it's not yours, it's never going to be yours, and you're just paying somebody to rent out their property, to rent out their building, whatever. A lot of times, it's just renting out the property, but... For two years, three years, four years, all that shit adds up. You might have only paid $12,000 in two years, or more, let's say $15,000 in two years, but after four years, you've paid $30,000. You know, you paid $30,000 to somebody just to live in their apartment for four years. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's crazy. And a lot of the things, a lot of 
people that talk nowadays are talking about property and, you know, if I did come across some some land or some property or some money and, you know, I was trying to make some money, right? I could still, I can still own, like, let's say I got 15 acres and it had 100, 100 fucking lots on it, you know, I could still make money off of those people for not charging them basically anything, right? there's going to be people out there that they see money, they see property, they see an uh, easy way to make money, they're all on it. And with me, it, it all comes down to having a sustainable place to live to be able to put your property. You don't have to pay me that much a year, you know, especially for people that are trying to retire or whatever, and it would be pretty much like a little retirement neighborhood, It'd be a little retirement neighborhood, um, you can have a house put there, you can have a modular house put there. You can put any type of house that you want. There's not going to be any housing association or anything involved. Um, You're going to buy the property and whatever you want to do with the property is up to you. So, if you want to put a fucking trailer on the property, that's up to you. It might look trashy or whatever, but... It's your property. So. Pretty much that's that's what's going to happen. I'm going to start buying property. And. Um, for the first part. It's going to be. You know like. I buy a house. And. I rent it out. Or. I buy a house and I sell it to somebody with a contract for deed. And then I buy other houses and then sell it out. And that's probably what's going to happen. But it's going to be at a reasonable price. It's not going to be $750 a month for a fucking trailer. You know what I'm saying? That's just, it's crazy. The housing market right now is crazy. And the property market right now is crazy. But if you can, if you can find a way around it, if you can, I don't know, maybe get some 
housing or some trailers or whatnot that you can sell out, then that would be alright. But even now, the housing market is strictly for the housing market. I mean, people that are willing to buy houses, that have a yard, that have a garage, and whatnot. And, I don't know. I don't know. There's plenty of people out there that are willing to buy or willing to rent property that is, you know nonchalant property that is you know like where I live at right now but he's already said as soon as I move out of here he's going to renovate the place I don't know what that means and he's also going to charge eight fifty a month so $200 more a month that's a lot of money you know I mean this place isn't even worth really the 650 with the bat problems and whatnot if he's willing to charge 800 a month he better be <laughs> Not only renovating the inside, but he better be going on the outside and looking at the roof, looking at the chimney, and finding a way to prevent that from happening. Because there's nobody that's going to stay here. No matter what price, there's nobody that's going to stay here for 650 or 850 or whatever. If they're living with bats. So. <clears throat> I don't know. He's got his own little. Thoughts. He's got his own little mind frame. But. Um, living with. Living with bats is kind of. Um, detrimental to people's health. It's really, you can't really get any sleep. I mean, unless you're used to, you're used to that kind of shit. But, I don't know. For the most part, he's lucky that I've kind of still stuck around. There's not a lot of people that would have stuck around and still pay their rent. So he likes to sit there and talk about, oh, it's it's late and blah, blah. It's within five days, five days within the first day of the month, and rent is paid. So, you know, again... You get somebody that, um, if you think you can get anybody that's going to move in here that's going to pay rent every month, on time, every month, 
without being, you know, there's never a month that I've missed. Let's put it that way. And you think there's going to be anybody that's going to move in here. It doesn't have kids. It doesn't have dogs. And whatnot. And pay rent on time. You're fucking crazy. You're crazy. Because there's so many people out there right now. That. They, they don't even. There's so many people out there right now that. From, from COVID and shit, they haven't even paid rent. You know what I'm saying? Either way, I stay here. I pay the six fifty a month. And, yeah, I've got bat problems and whatnot. Um... Does my landlord care about it? No. Um, <laughs> you know, does animal control care about it? Yeah. I mean, if you want to call them and deal with them about it, then yeah. Um, and no matter if it's three in the morning, one in the morning, they'll they'll always answer. So <clears throat> I didn't know that at first. I thought that animal control, you know, they on their website and shit they said that they stopped dealing with stuff at four or five. That's when they close. I didn't know that you can call them whenever you really need to for bats. So, that's something you never really think about. But, you know, I thought there had to be somebody that I can call, you know. And nobody was around, nobody was the, and then whenever they came and they removed the one bat, it was in daytime, and they were like, you know you can call us at any time. If it's two, three in the morning, you can call us any time. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So, that's fine. That's great. But, like I said, you have to wait and see when the bat actually makes his way out of the walls or the cracks or whatever because I haven't seen anything flying around so I can't 
call animal control and say, hey, I've got a bat here, if I haven't seen anything flying around. So, I don't know. I don't know. We're just kind of sitting here waiting to see if anything kind of pokes its head out. But, I've been hearing its little cheatering and churning and whatnot in the walls. So, I know he's there. Anywho. It's been crazy. It's been fucked up. This week has been like, I don't even know, but at least I'm, uh, I'm getting the experience that I need and I'm getting the hours and the pay that I need. So at the end of the day, you know, I get to be more of a shift lead and tell people what I want to do and what I need to do, but are they going to really do it? I don't know. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And so the thing is, with being a shift lead is, what about being a general manager or a you know and I don't have any pool <clears throat> I don't have any pool I don't have anything to do or say unless I go and talk to Cat, which is my manager and I can't get her to do anything fire anybody or to write anybody up or anything so I'm just I'm just kind of my own little person my own little man so when it comes down to it um, I manage things the best that I can and at the end of the day um, for the most part, everything goes okay if I have a say in it, but if it's something that's already set up for me or whatever, it never usually goes to plan. It never usually goes to plan. I don't know. So anywho, moving on to the next subject, um, it's going to be mainly just me um, looking on my way to start van life, pretty much. And so the only way around that, the only way to do that is with just me and nobody else is going to really 
do that. Nobody else is going to really be there to help me. It's going to be... Um, me just paying the money for the materials. And it's going to be me working... Um, every time... Every waking minute that I don't have... That... Um, I have to be at work. So, let's say I work in the evenings. I work in four to nine. I'm gonna be able to work from six or seven in the morning until two, and then get to shower and go to work. That's how it's gonna be. Six or seven in the morning until two in the afternoon, and then go to work for the rest of the evening. That's pretty much what it's going to consist of. So, it's not going to be very fun. going to be many nights when, you know, I don't get very much sleep, less than eight hours of sleep, there's probably going to be nights like that, um, it's not going to be very fun, but I know that, you know, if I start in July, and we're going in to the winter time I'm not going to have to worry about bug screens or anything but I'm going to have to worry more about like propane heating systems and insulation get the walls and the insulation and the flooring done and then everything after that just falls into place I don't know I've had um, family members that have folded on me. I've had friends that have folded on me. And, um, you know, it all comes down to what do you stand for. And a lot of these people, like I said, they're going to come and they're going to go. They don't really mean anything to you. They're just kind of there, an acquaintance, kind of, um, and you gotta learn to kind of deal with that, but what are you going to do with that later down the road is a thing, and that's, that's kind of up to you, um, I don't know. When it comes down to it, they're going to do what they want to do with their life. You're going to do what you want to do with your life. And at the end of the day, you don't you don't owe anybody anything. Nobody owes you anything, but you also don't owe anybody anything. So for them to think that or anybody to think that you have to change what you think 
or how you feel is crazy. It's crazy. <clears throat> um, I only have three minutes left on this podcast, and I want people to know that you can you can think and you can do whatever you put your mind to. You really can. You really can. It's not. It's not a bunch of bullshit, but you'll be really surprised when you can push yourself to do things that you never thought that you could do, and there's going to be many more podcasts where this came from, but um, for this one being one of the last for right now, um, Just dig down deep inside and know that everybody, everybody isn't a piece of shit. Everybody out there isn't a piece of shit. And there's a lot of fucking pieces of shit out there. And, and it's up to you to make the world a better place. And even if that means you know, you're generous or whatever like like I am, but sometimes that doesn't work. Um, spreading knowledge, spreading, I don't know, like, it's really hard for me to be able to sit here and say what the world really needs, but what we do need is more knowledge and more generosity and more um, I don't know, so anywho, <laughs> I guess I'm going to end it at that, because we're at 59 minutes, 58 minutes coming in, and I just, I can't really sum up what it's like to be a good person, you know, to be a good person is just be a fucking good person, I don't know how else to put it. Um, if you're a fucking scumbag, you're gonna deal with that shit. Like, whether you deal with it now or whether you deal with it five years later, you know, my father had that, um, experience. So, until then, you know, uh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna call it quits and we're gonna think about it and evolve on it and 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 make things a better life. Um for now, until then it's fifty nine minutes in and I I just really kinda thought about this whole process. So anywho until the next one, it was real. It was fun, but it wasn't real fun. <laughs>